In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus gives Peter his nickname, Rock, or Rocky, if you want to get all Sylvester Stallone about it. And he tells Peter that he will, he'll build his church upon this rock. Then Peter promptly says something really stupid, and Jesus calls him Satan. That was Peter before Easter and before he got the Holy Spirit. He appears to be dumber than a box of rocks. But don't be offended when today Peter calls you and me rocks. Stones, actually. Because it's not a put-down. Just as Peter's nickname isn't a put-down, it's a way of saying that you are like Jesus. A chip off the old block of the Savior himself. Listen to what Peter writes in his first letter in the second chapter. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Jesus is the cornerstone, and all of us are stones, precious living stones built on Jesus to be a spiritual house, a temple for God. Do you know what a cornerstone is? Yes, it's the corner of the building, but the cornerstone is, is the first stone that sets the direction of everything else in the building. Everything to come is determined by the cornerstone. Before the cornerstone is laid in that building, the walls can go any direction. The building can be anywhere, but once you put down that cornerstone, everything else takes its direction from that cornerstone. If that stone is laid in this direction, then all the other stones are lined up in relation to it in some way. So when Peter says that Jesus is the living stone, the precious cornerstone, and no one who trusts in him will be put to shame, otherwise translated in some, in some translations, no one will be disappointed or confounded or confused or disgraced he is the cornerstone, and whoever trusts in him will not be put to shame. He means trust in the cornerstone, and it will direct you. You won't be going off in the wrong direction. You won't be disappointed about where your life is headed or what your purpose is. You are, build, you are building on the rock and being made into a spiritual house. Now, this, this dates me and uh, probably uh, some of you, but are you old enough to remember pet rocks? Pet rocks were the world's worst pets and also the most brilliant sales idea ever. I actually uh, saw that you can buy them even today online. And when you purchase your pet rock, it comes with its own cardboard crate, bedding, and a certificate of authenticity. The advertising says, Pet Rock 
is the only pet you'll ever own that you don't need to feed, walk, bathe, groom, or neuter. Pre-trained to sit and stay. And best of all, your pet rock is the only pet that will never run away. Because it's a rock. I mean, really, it's just a rock. Creator Gary Dahl made a fortune in the, in the 70s by selling rocks to people as pets. But, but actually, these rocks can't do anything that a real pet does. They can't love you or, or play with you. They aren't fun to watch. Nobody watches pet rock videos on YouTube. But how many people will view cat videos? Let's be honest. You can call a rock a pet, but it's so much less than a real pet. And it's the same way with your life. A life built on other things than Jesus, the cornerstone, is like a pet rock. You can call it a life, but it's so much less than the real thing. A life built on Jesus is a rich life, a growing life, a life with direction and purpose. A life built on Jesus is an eternal life. It's priceless. I've been telling stories about my Uncle Pete all throughout summer here. Pete taught school in New Mexico, but he would come back for the summers to spend it with family. And one summer, he said, I have something for you. And he handed me a little plastic film canister. Now, that also dates me. Uh, because uh, nowadays, people don't know what a film canister is. But it was a little, a little plastic container, and you could hear there was something rattling around in it. And he said, open it. Open it up. And and poured the content out into my hand, and out tumbled a pile of small stones, deep ruby-red garnets and brilliant emerald green peridots. Pete had collected these gemstones on his walks around the southwest. And they were gorgeous. And he gave them to me. They're yours, he said. And it was like something out of the movies where the, the thieves pour out their stolen bag of rubies and emeralds. And I thought Pete had given me the crown jewels. I thought I was rich. Turns out I wasn't. Little rough cut peridots and garnets are a dime a dozen. Actually, they're not even a dime a dozen. They're worth less than that. At today's prices, they're only worth two and a half cents per carat, while real rubies are worth $2,500 a carat. They look like priceless gemstones, but they were worthless except for the sentimental value. And how much of the things that, that we think are so valuable are really not worth so much? How many of the things that we build our life on are really just shiny pebbles or worse just grains of sand. Do you remember Jesus' parable about the wise and the foolish builders? In Matthew 7, he tells a story about the difference between those who build their life on him, listening to his word and putting them into action, and those who don't put into practice what he teaches. Here's that little parable. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice 
is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. I always wondered why the foolish person built their house on a foundation of sand. I mean, who would be that dumb to think, oh, here's some nice flat sand next to the stream? What a perfect place to build a house. Well, actually, people do that all the time, don't they, out on the coast? <laughs> build, it, build those great big houses on piles of sand, and then a hurricane comes along and they're washed away. But Jesus is not really talking about home construction here. He's talking about life construction. And building our lives on shifting sand is really not so unusual. It's so easy to think that, that building on something less than Jesus and his word will give us the rich life that we want. Sometimes we build our lives on the sands of a career. Work becomes everything. And then when we lose our job or become disabled or, or even just retire, and what we've built our lives on is gone. And we look back and say, how foolish. As the old saying goes, nobody on their deathbed looks back and says, I wish I would have spent more time working. Then again, a life built on fun and entertainment and parties is a life built on sand too. Living for the weekend or living for a vacation is not much of a life either. This week I got to go to my happy place. It wasn't exactly a vacation, you know, leading a group of youth up there. But the Boundary Waters canoe area is, is my happy place. We got to canoe all the way to the Canadian border. It, it's such a gorgeous place. I mean, going to bed and waking up to the sound of the loons, eating the best wood-fired pizza and s'mores as we sat around the campfire, standing in the, in the spray of the Caddyman waterfall after a grueling morning of, of paddling and portaging to get there. I mean, I, I wish I could show you a picture of that waterfall, but, but I can't because I left my phone behind intentionally. See, these days, there are some spots in the Boundary Waters where you can actually get cell reception. And I didn't want to be tempted because I knew that if, that if my phone could get reception, then I would be tempted to check those emails, right? Find out what's happening back here at the church. And then my mind would be spinning and I wouldn't be, anything to, wouldn't be able to do anything about it See, the wonderful thing about visiting a place like the Bounty Waters, and I've made a lot of trips there, but one of the wonderful things about, about visiting there is that there, are no, there is no traffic, there are no alarms, there's no social media, no phone calls, and no email. It's a great place to go. But a life spent perpetually wilderness camping wouldn't be much of a life either. We ran into a group that was coming off 18 straight days of, of being in the wilderness. 
And to say that they were excited to get back to normal life is an understatement. Trips are great, but if that's all you have in life, it's a life built on sand. See, it's not that these other things are worthless. It's just that they can't support a whole life. Like sand under a building, they're good while they last, but they don't last. When the storms come, they fail us. Our careers fail us. The fun times end. Even our health fails us. And in the end, the only solid rock, the only foundation strong enough to see us through anything that life throws at us is Jesus. The priceless living stone. The cornerstone. And when, we built our, and when we build our life on Jesus and what he says, we too become priceless. Peter describes what we become when we build our life on the cornerstone in verses 9 and 10 of chapter 2. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Chosen, royal, holy, God's special possession, filled with mercy, gone from darkness to marvelous light. Those things are the real treasures. And none of the other things that we think are so important can compare. We strive so hard to get those other things. And when we get them, we try to convince ourselves that we're rich. But really, like with me and, and those peridots and garnets that I got from Pete, those other things are just shiny stones. They're not really jewels. And all along we have the true riches, the priceless gem of Jesus and a life built on him. Do you realize how valuable that is? Do you realize what we have in Jesus? We're rich. A couple of years ago there was uh, an auction at the famous uh, Sotheby's Auction House in London. And this was a jewelry auction and, and in the auction were many uh, famous pieces of jewelry that belong to, to royalty or, or other famous people. But there was one ring in particular that made the news. It belonged not to royalty or to, to famous people, but it belonged to a poor working class woman who chose that ring from a pile of costume jewelry at the West Middlesex Hospital thrift sale back in the 80s. She paid... 10 pounds for it, about $13. And it was a huge diamond-looking stone. And ridiculously huge, I think. But she liked it. And she wore it every single day. She wore it as a reminder of who she could become. She told herself if she just worked hard enough, one day she'd replace that costume jewelry with a real diamond ring. But you know, life happens. And she was never able to save up enough money to buy a diamond ring for herself. So she kept wearing that big, gaudy uh, 
costume jewelry. Until one day she was in, in line at the grocery store and the guy behind her in line kept, kept staring at the ring. And that kind of creeped her out. And even more so when he followed her out of the building into her car. When she got to the car, he said, can I take a look at your ring? And she said, no, of course, and she quickly jumped into her car. But as she did, he said something that caused her to think that she might have something more than what she thought. So she went and she got it appraised. And it turns out that she did not have a $13 piece of costume jewelry from the 1980s. She had a diamond ring, 26 carats, probably belonging to royalty in the, ninth, in the 19th century. She wore that ring every day, not realizing what she had, not realizing that she was already rich. That ring sold at auction for almost a million dollars. It's amazing how we can, can lose sight of what's really precious, what's really worthwhile. All of us have a precious jewel, something worth more even than a 26-carat diamond ring. It's our life when we build it on Jesus. He is the living stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who puts their trust in him will never be put to shame. In Jesus, you are royalty. You are chosen. You are God's special possession, precious jewels, living jewels being built into a spiritual house that can face any storm that life throws at us. Like that woman in, in London there, you are rich if you let the cornerstone direct your life and be your foundation. Anything else is just sifting, shifting sand. So what are you going to build your life on this week? What are you going to build your life on this week? Build it on the cornerstone. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus. We walk around with the precious gift of life in you, eternal life. You have created for us a foundation that cannot be moved and no storm can, can threaten us when we're built on you. And yet we, we so often think that it's something else that, that's going to make us ha happy, it's something else that's going to make us secure, it's something else that's going to make us rich. It's all just peridots and garnets. You are the precious stone, the true diamond. So help us to remember that this week, God. Help us to build our life on you and not to, and not to put our trust in things that, that are as unstable and as shifting as the sands. You are precious. The stone that the builders rejected and has become the cornerstone. 
be the cornerstone of our life. 